Welcome to Valley of the Sunset, a Vampire the Masquerade V5 Chronicle, and welcome to our special Christmas 2022 episode, or should I rather say Christmas 2015, because the events that we are going to play out tonight happen in the past, before the bellhops existed as a coterie in a time when Eloise had just been given the keys to the Bella Morte and Jeffy was still under the thumb of his somewhat abusive sire. And I think let's begin tonight with Jeffy. Jeffy, you awaken in a dark, fairly cramped place. You're pretty familiar with it at this point. This is the storage unit where your sire keeps you. Uh, it's a lonely little desert storage unit uh, on the off the highway in the middle of nowhere, basically. You have very little protection from the sun out here, but enough that uh, you're, you're not really too worried about burning to death during the day. Uh, but certainly, you are at the mercy of your sire. And in fact, you have no way of getting out yourself. Uh, there's no lock or latch on the inside. You haven't been given a key. Uh, and certainly there are no windows in this little concrete, like, cinder block room that you're kept in. Is there anything else stored in here with you? I feel like there's, you know, like a handful of cardboard boxes, unlabeled, that Jeffy's been, you know, too timid to open, right? Like, they're <laughs> all still closed. Um but like apart from these few boxes, surprisingly heavy. I feel like they should be surprisingly heavy. It's just like, you know, a bare storage unit. Like I, I feel like he doesn't even get like a pallet to sleep on. It's like, just go die in the corner and then I'll get you in the morning. <laughs> mm -hmm. Is there perhaps even a box for you? Like a one of those like plastic tubs that you kind of tuck yourself into. That's interesting. Like a a, a rubber made tub yeah. to just like mm -hmm. fetal position inside. I love that. That's perfect. Mm -hmm. yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So you you awaken for the evening. There is a bare bulb hanging from the ceiling. You can reach up and tug on the chain. The light casts the room into a stark glow and you realize what night it is it's Christmas Eve Jeffy you have only been kindred for a little while how long at this point in 2015 he's been kindred for one year at this point one year yeah I feel like this is probably a couple of weeks before his one year birthday, death day, however you want to phrase it. Uh, maybe he was turned on New Year's or something. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Out at a out at a um, uh, you know, a night school, like year end function. <laughs> Got turned. So he's kind of reminiscing on that. <sighs> okay. All right. Well. I'm probably probably come get me soon. I mean, yeah, I don't have to wait that long. Oh, what do I do? All right, I spy with my little eye something that is brown. That's yeah, a box. Ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> like that's how I picture <laughs> Jeffy starting his evening tonight. <laughs> and Jeffy, as you are sitting there, waiting, bored, getting really bored. 
you think of the trailer park and your mother, the little artificial Christmas tree that she would put up every year. And this is your first Christmas as a member of the undead. You're still very close to your humanity. And while you try desperately to think of anything else, your mind wanders back. What was Christmas like for Jeffy growing up? In my mind, after after Daddy died in that construction accident, uh, that's when Mama got real mean, and when it, <clears throat> like he probably thinks of those times previously really fondly. And then most Christmases since then, he can't help himself, right? He probably like saved all, saved all of his allowance, and you know, put got got Mama just the thing she'd been talking about from the TV, all them, all them made on TV commercials. And I feel like Mama's thing was she always got him coal because he was never a good boy. Mm, yeah, she got you presents and then got pissed at you like every fucking year. She would just get drunk and go in a rage and break whatever she got you before you. I mean, like maybe both. Like there were there like maybe some year, one year even. But he like remembers it crystal clear. He got cold mm-hmm. for not being a good boy. And then like all Christmases, he was never good enough. So Mama would like when she got drunk, break all of his toys. But I think still, in spite of all that, because Jeffy is Jeffy, like. He always kind of liked Christmas. He likes like it cools down in the desert. He likes Christmas trees. He likes all the lights everywhere. Like mm-hmm. ugly sweater parties are great. Cause it's like, as soon as he figures out who everyone is, he doesn't re- forget cause they're wearing stupid shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> These are all the things going through Jeffy's mind as he's uh, waiting. Yeah. And eventually Jeffy, you do hear, the click of the latch the door slides open and you see your sire oswald dressed in a very fine pinstripe suit looking perhaps a little dated looking probably more from like the 1940s by its cut than anything of the modern night He's wearing driving gloves and as he opens the door he stands there for a moment regarding you and he slides the gloves off. Ah, good evening, Jeffrey. Oh, hey, oh, Mr. Bakersfield, uh, Dr. Bakersfield, my bad. Uh, I thought that was you, just, you know, <laughs> took me a minute to, uh, you know. Are we hungry this evening, Jeffrey? Oh, wait, I th- I'm always hungry. I-, I-, I could really, I could really go, you know, you didn't let me eat yesterday, and, well, you know, that little, the little voice in the back of my head. Mm. And how are we finding the voice these evenings? Is it easier to suppress? You did have some trouble those first few nights. You know, I don't think we're ever going to be friends, but, you know, I'm I'm learning how to assert myself. You always tell me I got to assert myself more. And any other voices in your head, Jeffrey? he's regarding you with a stern look, almost like a, a doctor examining a patient. Well, I mean... He's looking you over with his eyes, up and down. And I feel like in Jeffy's head, it just looks like, you know, like South Park Canadians. Just like the rudimentary <laughs> eyes and mouth. Like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but Jeffy goes, well, I mean, 
I hear my own voice. That's regular, though, right? Doesn't everybody hear their own voice in their head? Uh, surprisingly, not everyone, Jeffrey. Whoa, weird. Well, uh, yeah, well, that one, too, then, I guess. Uh, you know, mm, nothing Mr. out of Mr. the ordinary Hungry. there. What? Nothing out of the ordinary there. Oh, well, that's good. That's good. I, I wouldn't want to be a weirdo. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, uh, Jeffrey, you have been under my care for almost a year now. Can you believe that? Wow. Uh, oh, wow. Oh, man. Yeah. Wow. I hadn't even realized in his head. He's like, I, or and even in his body language, it's like it's the only thing he's been able to think about for the past hour. Uh, <laughs> it's like, wow. I hadn't even realized. Oh, man. Uh, time really flies when you're having fun, right? You'll find the time has a way of flying, standing still and doing many other things when you are amongst the kindred. But this is all to say that I've gathered some excellent data from our interactions, and I think it's time that you should be rewarded, Jeffrey. Like a like a present? Yes, yes, like a present. I think you've earned a degree of autonomy. And you got so, me a car? He reaches into his pocket and he pulls out a set of keys and tosses them to you. Instantly, you recognize them. They're your El Camino keys. Oh. Oh, no. You mean you never got rid of it? We are told to release to all things from our past lives when we become kindred, when we join the Camarilla. But I understand that a few little luxuries never hurt anyone. And he gives you what you think might actually be a genuine smile. Oh, oh, uh, well, I don't know what to say, Dr. Bakersfield. Oh, man, that's, I hope I remember how to drive. I haven't driven in you know, 200 and, um, and, uh, what's more, Jeffrey, I think you should upgrade your lodgings a bit. Well, uh... You've been a, a very good boy staying out here in the storage shed. Your loyalty has proven itself time and time again. And with that, I think I know a much better place for you to stay from now on. And he'll hand you a business card. It's the card for uh, the actual business of the Hotel Bella Morte. Uh, which, what did we decide? It was a, a Ramada or a La Quinta or something it's like that. It's been several. It's been a La Quinta. It's, 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 it's been a Hampton. It's all of those things. Yeah, yeah. Ramada's um, new, so I think that's what we should go with tonight. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that, that name um, is crossed out on the business card in pen. And right next to it is scrawled Hotel Bella Morte. And he hands the card over to you. Oh, oh, hell, I know this place. This is like out by the Walmart Supercenter. You mean when you get there, ask for the new proprietor. I believe her name is and he thinks for a moment searching for it. It's not at the tip of his tongue. Eloise. Ask for Eloise. And I mean, just just so I, I know that I, I understand what you're saying. I, I can I can sleep there. I can sleep there tonight. You can sleep there tonight, Jeffrey. In a bed? 
in in a bed. I'm assuming Eloise has such accommodations. Oh well, hell, oh, oh man, oh, okay, but uh, oh, oh right, uh, uh, uh digitation. Um, um, but what am I, what am I doing for her so that she lets me? Well, Jeffrey, consider that your next test. Whoa. Whoa, I get to figure it out on my own. Oh, whoa. I I told you your gift is a a degree of autonomy, Jeffrey. Wow. Well, I tell you what, no matter what, Dr. Bakersfield, I'm not going to let you down. This this Miss Eloise, she's going to think I'm the best boy that, that there ever was. I'll be keeping an eye on your progress, Jeffrey. And he makes a big show of pushing up his coat, checking his watch. Well, I have other matters to attend to tonight. I won't hold you any longer, and I'm sure you're uh, eager to hit the open road. (laughs) Oh, man, I can't wait to hear that engine turn over. I bet you took the best care of it. Well, with that, I bid you good night, Jeffrey. I will uh, be in contact in the near future. All right. I'll talk to you later, Dr. Bakersfield. You, You be safe out there tonight. And he climbs back into his immaculately kept Rolls Royce, which is something a a community college professor doesn't tend to have. Um, You would know uh, that this was not a car that he regularly brought to campus. But when you were kind of given a glimpse into Dr. Bakersfield, true secret life, uh, he enjoys a lot more luxuries than he lets on. I feel like that's when Jeffy learned about the concept of a mask. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, he drives the little Honda Civic to to the community college night campus job. He drives the Rolls Royce when he's on vampire business. I love it. Well, I mean, like, Jeffy doesn't have anything in here, so he just kind of, like, he starts spinning his keys around his fingers like he used to do, like, oh, hell, yeah, this is, oh, man, tonight's a brand new night. And then he heads down to the El Camino, which... I feel like it was stored rough and this is like the beginning of the end for the quality of this particular El Camino. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, for sure. But he says, Oh man, it's just as pretty as the day I lost it. What's up baby. And then he like puts himself up on the hood, you know, like hugs the car gets behind the the driver's seat, like looks at the uh, business card, like, (laughs) and then he tries to turn the engine over and it goes, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it takes a few tries, but eventually it does. It does catch. And you pull onto the highway. My question is, you can stay at the Belmorte, but you've been given freedom tonight. Is that where you want to go first? Well, does Jeffy have anything else he would like to do? The night is young. The night is very young. And... I think the first thing that he does is just drive. He go, he takes the roundabout way <laughs> and maybe burns an hour just driving windows down, like probably pumping some, uh, hell it's probably the same CD that was in there when uh, it got taken away from him. Whatever. It's the big money hustlers, uh, soundtrack. And, uh, he takes that extra hour just drives for the sake of driving, starts to head to the Bella Muerte and gets it in his head. Like 
after everything he was thinking, it is Christmas. He is free. I bet he even like talks out loud to himself like, oh man, uh, Dr. Bakersfield said you weren't allowed, but man, she, she must be so lonely. Like, tiny trailer. It's Christmas. She not, doesn't even have her Jeffy. Yeah, I better. I can make a stop. I can make a stop. Just, just to look, just, just to check in. I can make a stop. Maybe, me. I know. She was talking about that, uh, that there, um, that Snuggie. They sell those at the Walmart. I could drop by the Walmart. I'll just drop a Snuggie off on the front door. That, that's, that'll be that. That'll break. That won't break any rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that's like the goal. He's gonna go buy a Snuggie <laughs> to drop off at, at Mama's house. All right. So what is Eloise doing with her Christmas Eve 2015? Um, I feel like she's firing um, some of the staff at the hotel that she's not satisfied with their performance. Um, it's probably like a single mother of two or three <laughs> who's like, <laughs> she caught like falling asleep at the job and she's like, well... You have a responsibility, and you've really let let me and let the company down. Um, oh, but Miss Eloise, uh, I, I, my kids have been sick, and I was up all night. I'm so sorry. It will never happen again. I, I promise. It's it's Christmas, Miss Eloise. Please. Well, you're very correct on one thing. It is not going to happen again because you were fired, and you can pack your bags and figure out uh, figure out something to wrap for them for Christmas. Here, have have a highlighter. <laughs> the woman is immediately sobbing and, and shuffles dejectedly out of your office. Now, and you're and, alone. Yeah, so Eloise is just kind of like, well, now what am I going to do? Um, that's the that's the third one this week that just can't seem to understand what responsibility means. And now I have to do all of the cleaning and tracking of rooms and sales and blah blah blah. And she's just listing all the things that she needs to do and is getting probably feeling stressed out and frustrated. And as you are going through the, the impossibly long list of tasks that you need to maintain this place, keep it running... Uh, there's the the bar and the restaurant that you have to think about. You just fired the chef last week. Uh, the bartender quit in a rage the week before that. Uh, things have not been going very smoothly around here. And you know, Eloise, this is this is your big shot. Things yeah. need to go well here. Well, and I think Eloise too, and maybe she has like tried to <laughs> arrange this with with her contacts at the Camarilla that like she she's really having a staff full of non-kindred is an ongoing risk and she doesn't it's certainly at this point necessary for the daytime until you get some ghouls to run yeah. the place um but I think yeah I think Eloise you know what you you know you need some some you need a coterie around you to help you run this place at night and you need some ghouls to help you run the place during the day one of those things in our modern times has been achieved. One of them has not. <laughs> you still you still have hapless, um, witless mortals that work for you during the day that we never really see, but they never really do anything. Yep. So, 
Yeah, that's interesting. Maybe I'll work on that. We've put touched on the, it, I think, before. <clears throat> the day the staff, <laughs> like references to them. But I kind of like the idea that you just never see them, and they're just kind of like bumbling humans that work for the the hotel and have no idea what the place really is about. <laughs> <laughs> I think at this point, Eloise has kind of figured out. I think she's gone through a lot of staff for various reasons. Yeah. And I think some of them are bodies in a basement somewhere um, because they saw too much. Yeah, I think um, she's more I like think... she wants responsible people, but she'll manipulate them if she needs to. And I think um, until very recently, not too much weird stuff happened around there. You know, it's like your boss is a weird creep. You know, it's like whose boss isn't a weird creep? <laughs> Um, but as far as that goes, like, like customers were fairly regular, um, like they were normal humans. There weren't many of them, but, um, that biker gang that hangs out at your bar, they're normal humans. Um, so I don't think it takes too much. I think it's just in, in the early nights, Eloise kind of figuring out how to hide her vampiric tendencies from the staff. Right. That and any like vampire guests like who wants to come and do business or whatever, have a place. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I think, um, I think that's not something that you've really had to deal with a whole lot yet in your, your tenure at the Bella Morte. You haven't had a whole lot of kindred guests that have stayed the day essentially. Right. Um, because we all know the real reason that you're stationed here. You're here to watch the, um, the tomb of the old prince unbeknownst to you. (laughs) Pool clean. You think you're you're guarding an important Camarilla meeting place, um, but such is not actually the case. So, Eloise, you're kind of organizing your thoughts, getting a little stressed out, and you hear the ding of the bell at the front desk. There's no one else there. You are sure you are quite alone amongst the staff now as... Uh, you heard the the mother of three make her exit uh, a few minutes ago. And is Eloise expecting anyone? No. Hmm. Yes, um, welcome. How can I help you this evening? So as you come around and out to the front desk, you see Deacon standing there. He's wearing a rather sharp suit, actually. Deacon, lovely to see you as always. Um, ah, Eloise, I love what you've done with the place. Oh, thank you. I've been working tire- tirelessly despite some, uh, I don't know, unsatisfactory workers. I don't know what what it is about this place, but I just can't seem to find people who have a, a work ethic whatsoever. It's uh, it's very difficult dealing with the mortals these days, these nights. Uh, they're more suspicious than they've ever been. Yes, suspicious and incompetent. <laughs> so, what what brings you around, and in such uh, dapper attire, I must say? Oh well, the. Uh, Prince has thrown a little shindig, um, and I got to make an appearance. So, uh, but I just wanted to come in and check on you, Eloise. Uh, see how you've been doing. I know you've been kind of all alone out here for the past few months. Yes, well, I, I've been making it by Deacon, but I must say, I, 
I need help. And you know that's not easy for me to ask, but I, I do need... I need staff that I could rely on. To help yeah, it sounds, keep this place running. Sounds like you do need help, Eloise. And I think you're going to have to do something else that I know makes you deeply uncomfortable. You're going to have to make relationships with your fellow kindred. You need a coterie, Eloise. It's time. You can't do it all by yourself, and you need people who you don't have to keep everything secret from. Oh, Deacon. You keep telling me that, but I just don't think that I... I find it hard to find people who I can trust and rely upon. I just feel like... It's just setting myself up for disappointment. Well, if you look at things that way, Eloise, unlife will be filled with disappointments. But... I choose to see that there's a little good in everybody. And what I mean by that is there's something useful in everybody. Look for that. Something useful. I guess I can give it a shot, Deacon. But uh, how, if I might ask, you know, still being fairly new, how do you go about finding a coterie? You just got to meet kindred, uh, make alliances, friendships, some of the younger licks might say. Ugh, that sounds exhausting, Deacon. Well, listen, everything in our society functions on prestation, right? You give something, you get something. A coterie is like a close-knit community of that. You're constantly trading favors. You don't have to always put it in those terms. Sometimes that can be off-putting to some of the other clans. Yes, well... Maybe if I can find someone to help me keep this place running, I can get out a little bit more and, and meet some people. Well, you can also look at it this way. You've got something to offer in this place, too. It's a safe haven, right? Yes. So there you go. You're a leg up already in your negotiations. <laughs> well, as always, Deacon, I appreciate the, the support and guidance. Well, it was good seeing you, Eloise. I, uh, I better head out. But, you too, uh, Deacon. And you got any plans for the evening? Oh, uh, well, just uh, making sure things keep running here. He looks around at the, the empty lobby, the quiet halls. Yeah, really seems like he got your hands full. <laughs> well, I'll leave you to it. Yes, well, give my regards to the prince. <laughs> he gives a chuckle and just kind of waves his hand at you uh, as he heads to the door. And Eloise, you were left alone at the front desk in your perfectly quiet hotel. Make friends, socialize. If I must, 
All right, back to Jeffy. Well, Jeffy's uh, on the road. He's heading to Walmart. Mm -hmm. Um, So you're enjoying the freedom of the open road. You truly are liberated for the first time in nearly a year. You've been let out. Your sire is not with you. He's not following you in another vehicle. Uh, you very carefully watched as, as you were leaving the storage uh, facility. He turned and went the other way, headed back into the city. You arrive at the Walmart Supercenter, pulling into the parking lot. And it takes you a while driving through the rows to kind of find a good place to park. You feel... You feel strangely exposed out in the world like this. You're almost feeling agoraphobic, perhaps, uh, because you have been so sheltered. I mean, you've kind of been been kept in a box, essentially, and then just kind of like like brought out to do specific tasks, uh, which sometimes were really weird. Generally, you were kind of like brought back to his clinic and like run through like psychological trials and like mind fucks and stuff like that. Um, So I think this is like a little a little scary for you. So Jeffy parks in the like brightest spot that he can find close to the door. So he doesn't have to walk too far. I think in fact, you have to wait a little while for that parking spot to come open. Perfect. Uh, Cause it's, it's still fairly early in the evening. I think a lot of people are at Walmart grocery shopping. Um, Cause Walmart does tend to get kind of busy after work hours for people. Um, so I think it takes you a little while to find that parking spot. And you do eventually park in the brightest spot, two rows away from the door, right next to the handicap spots. I feel like, okay, so he exits the car, still feeling like he waited all that time, but it didn't feel untoward because it's like, oh, I'm just, you know, I'm making a good choice. I'm, I want to be close, blah, blah, blah. Like he's walking up to the door, spins the keys on his fingers or whatever, puts them away in his pocket and then looks up as he walks in and sees like six greeters who (laughs) all look the same to him and a sea of people who all look the same to him. And he just go, oh, hell. And then just tries to like put his head down and walk past the greeters. Uh, Welcome to Walmart. Oh, hey, 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 yeah, uh, thank, thank you, thank you, uh, thanks. Walks by. Can I get you a shopping cart? They're like, oh, no. after you. Oh, no, no, I'm just, I'm just looking for something specific. Don't worry, don't worry, I'm fine. Yeah, all good, all good. Mm-hmm. And you walk past into the sea of people. And Does Jeffy already know exactly? He knows exactly what he's right. He thinks he knows where he's going, but it turns mm-hmm. out since like last year they did a you know a floor rework. Yeah, they, they where reset the floor plan. Yeah, places. they reset the floor plan. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so he kind of like takes a minute to find where he's going he thought like they have that made for tv section like it's in the back left like that's all i have to do keep my head down get to the back left um and then i think i think you do you keep your head down you get to the back left and when you raise your head to, to look for the item you see electronics televisions video games 
Oh, no, nah, no, that's not how it's supposed to be. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, Snuggies. No. Apple. Uh, oh, shit. Oh, fuck, that's a TV. Oh, God damn it. And, then- and another faceless entity in a blue vest approaches you. Uh, can I help you with something, sir? Are you looking for something? Uh, and Jeffy, like, again, startles, like, <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, uh, well, um, and then his eyes, like, come up trying to meet the, like, faceless gaze. Um, but then he sees, I don't know, Andrew on the <laughs> name tag, and he's just kind of like, <laughs> And then he notices like, oh, you know, they're wearing these rings. Oh, and they have a bra- They have like a necklace on. And oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. oh, Andrew, am I glad I ran into you? <laughs> oh, boy. You know, it seems they really mucked up with the Walmart since the last time I was here. I'm just trying to get my mama Snuggie. Can you please just point me where the Snuggies are? Oh, yeah, yeah, Snuggies. Yeah, we moved those. Yeah, they used to be over here, uh, but we, we, you know, redid the store a few months ago. Uh, they're actually um, over there now, and he points you basically clear across the store, uh, kind of in the middle. Uh, you'll see the other made-for-TV stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, Might be a weird question, but do you mind just, like, just showing me? Just maybe just come with me and just show me where they are? Oh, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> Thank, thank, thanks, bud. Thanks. And Andrew leads the way through the sea of people. Uh, and that as you are passing through them, you're starting to no- notice key distinguishing features about each of them. And almost for a brief moment, the, the sea of same, same faces take on a brief moment of differences and clarities as you're noticing uh, that guy's wearing that shirt. Uh, she's got these rings on. And you're starting to, to really pick up on uh, how to differentiate people without their facial features. And you are led by Andrew to the made-for-TV section, and you find uh, the shelf of Snuggies. Oh, there we go. And, like, makes a mental note of where they are. Oh, boy. Andrew, you're a real, real, real lifesaver. I I appreciate you, man. I hope you have good, you know, good shift or whatever. Uh, Yeah, I'm actually uh, getting off pretty soon. Uh, So you have a good night, sir. Cool. Thanks a lot, Andrew. (laughs) Oh, man. (sighs) Well, I think, you know, Mama, Mama's a big Cardinals fan. I'll get her the one with the big, uh, yeah, I'll get her the one with the big Cardinals uh, insignia. And I think with, like, a new sort of coping mechanism, he makes it makes it to check out, makes it through the greeters. He's on his way back to the El Camino and he catches mm-hmm. across the parking lot that Andrew's going to their car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and you see, uh, he's, he's parked with probably where the other employees are parked towards the back of the lot. You see a flickering dark spot in that area. And then he notices like the shoes. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he realizes what's happening, but like the beast rises in his mind and he's like, he could be more helpful. And he's like, (laughs) you know what? He could be more helpful. And then he just like heads over there. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's under a uh, flickering uh, street light. Are you 
attempting to move stealthily or are you trying to hide yourself? I think uh, Jeffy both like unconsciously because like I have all my powers. Yeah. Unconsciously turns on silence of death. And then there's a moment like if the frame is following like, okay, I picture Andrew is like the cameras at his face looking over his shoulder. He's putting his shit in the mm-hmm. trunk and Jeffy's just getting closer with every like, um, yeah. Light flicker. Every flicker. Yeah. And then there's one flicker where like you stop hearing his footsteps approaching. And then there's another flicker where all of a sudden, you know, I'll make a rouse check, but all of a sudden mm-hmm. he's just not there anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't get hungrier. So I'm still up. So you don't get hungrier. Uh, and, and you then, are now unseen. And then finally, there's a last flicker where Jeffy just appears, fangs out, like, ah, and then, like, he's going to drink two off this guy if he can. All right. So you bite into Andrew's neck and slake two points of hunger. You lick the wound closed. Jeffy would have been taught specifically to do that, right? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Um... And then, like, kind of snaps to his senses uh, as it's kind of finished and this guy's in the after uh, kiss, like, sort of glow. It's like, oh, hell, I just wanted to say thank you. Well, ah, you look okay. Yeah, I'll leave a customer service review. And then he, like, starts going back the other way. <laughs> yeah, Andrew is in a bit of a daze, but uh, he will, will be okay. Right, only two, no hospitalization. Yeah. He just needs yeah, a cookie. No. Yeah, he'll be fine. And then as he's walking across, like back across the parking lot, uh, clear-headed again, he's just like, wow. Oh, man. It's like a... Oh, man, it's like the Chinese buffet, but like... Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> so are you going to uh, deliver the present to Mama? Yeah, yeah. All right. So you, you arrive at the trailer park. It is exactly the way you remember it. From the last time you were here, many months ago. Oh, boy. Oh, man. Is Ron's car there? Ron's car is not there. Good. At least that motherfucker Ron ain't here, boy. <laughs> I had real, real worry about that one. Um, better better still be in jail. Oh, geez. All right. Well, park over there. Get to the door. Knock, knock, knock. I'll get back. No chance she sees me. All right, let's go. And he gets out, walks to the door. Noticeably no silence of death. Noticeably mm-hmm. not invisible. Mm-hmm. Puts like a Walmart bag on the front stoop knock 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 turns to go and as you turn to go you hear a voice from inside who is it who's there give me a minute I'm on the couch I feel like Jeffy's kind of caught mid stride he wants to go away but like can't bring himself to do it it's like an amp- it's like an amplification of an instinct. Like every time mama turned the corner and him and his friends when they were kids were doing something they weren't supposed to. Or like every time, like they always got away, but Jeffy always froze. And it's like the exact same thing. He doesn't say anything, but he's like halfway down the, you know, like the couple of stairs at the front of the trailer, just mm-hmm. like frozen. 
And you hear footsteps from inside coming closer. You hear the locks and the chain on the door slide away. Are you still frozen, Jeffy? So, yeah, I guess Mama would open the door and see Jeffy, like, closing the driver door, like a silhouette of a man that looks like Jeffy driving the El Camino, mm-hmm. closing the driver door and pulling away from the trailer, like, down to the end of the row, out towards the exit. She steps out onto the stoop and picks up <clears throat> the Walmart bag, unwrapping the Snuggie. And you see in your rear view that she's she's actually taken the few steps down uh, from the stoop to be closer to the road. Uh, and she calls after you. Jeffy, is that you, son? Jeffy, come back. Whatever happened, we can talk about it, son. And you hear that call out after you in the night as you pull back onto the main highway. Glancing down, perhaps, again at the business card that your sire gave you. And on your way to the Hotel Bellamorte. So, Jeffy, you take the highway. It's it's not very far from the trailer park to the Hotel Bellamorte. I think we determined it's about to 13 the minutes. <laughs> yeah, it's about a 13-minute drive. <laughs> uh, so you pull your poor little struggling El Camino into the parking lot. Everything seems very quiet here tonight. Uh, There is a single shuttle van uh, parked at the far end of the parking lot. Uh, But other than that, there are no other vehicles. Parks right at the front. Guest parking. Nobody else is there. You know, walks into the lobby. Probably moderately pleased that there's nobody there. Uh, <laughs> are you at the desk, like the front desk, or are you back in the office? Um, I feel like. Or are you like there. scrubbing the toilets of some room somewhere uh, because you fired everybody? <laughs> yeah, I feel like she's probably um doing work somewhere, but hears someone come in and will. There's definitely like a little ring bell for service. Okay, yeah. There so she's off somewhere doing doing kitchen inventory or something. So as you walk into the empty lobby, uh to the front desk, you don't see anyone or even hear anyone. But there is a little sign set up on the door on the uh the front desk that says ring bell for service and there's a, indeed a small little bell there. Well, <laughs> here goes nothing, I guess. <laughs> oh, ding! Oh, that's a good one. Ding! Yes, yes, I'm coming. I'm coming. You hear down one of the the far hallways uh, the voice coming from the distance, Jeffy. Oh, <laughs> hey, sorry about that. I just like bells. I, I, I'll just wait right here. My bad. <laughs> and Eloise, um does not like that he rang the bell three times, but um, kind of shuffles out as as quickly as she can. Yes, um, how may I help you tonight? Uh, hi there. Uh, 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 good evening. I'm, uh, hey, uh, I'm looking for, and he holds up the card, like, 
obviously in front of his face so that you can see the like scratched out uh like what did we decide a Ramada in um, yeah. <laughs> and the Bella Muerte filled in after that. I'm looking for a woman named Eloise Bobit. Yes, that's me, Eloise Bobbitt. Um, and who might you be? Oh, uh, well, I was sent um, by a friend of mine, and he's like waggling his eyebrows at you, um, uh, who said that we might have a private conversation about uh, certain accommodations. And he's like waggling his eyebrows every, on like every, like, <laughs> might have a private waggle eyebrows conversation about waggle eyebrows accommodations <laughs> <laughs> oh yes um very subtle uh, you can come right this way and in, into my office and and we can chat about that well i was only supposed to talk yes i i am eloise oh 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 all right it's all clicking into place now oh uh, yeah sure yeah i'll follow you to your uh uh, uh, your office, wink, wink. <laughs> yes, and right this way. And and what 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 is your name? Oh, how rude of me! Oh man, I'm I'm Jeffy. Well, lovely to meet you, Jeffy. Right this way. Um, and Eloise is gonna lead him right back to um her office. Or. Maybe not her office. Maybe something more like a... A conference room. A conference room. Yeah. Something less intimate. All right. So, Jeffy, you were led back to a small little meeting room. Uh, Jeffy kind of, like, noticeably stays standing as you sit mm -hmm. down. He's kind of like twiddling his thumbs and like looking around nervously as you sit down. Please, Jeffy, um, have a seat. Uh, does it matter which one or can I just, you know, any any of them? Wherever you're comfortable. <laughs> All right. I'm just going to. And he comes and he sits right next to you like catty corner. <laughs> I assume you sit at the <laughs> head of the table and then he just comes sits right next to you. Yeah. Eloise is going to like sh shift a little bit back so that they can like actually see each other and talk. <laughs> yes. So, so Jeffy, um, what, what business do you have with me this evening? Well, um, is it all right to talk here? Can I talk about like stuff? Yes, this is uh, a safe environment. That's, um, the whole point, really. Okay. Oh, all right. Well, uh, you know, you know, Doctor Bakersfield. Well, uh, he's he's my sire, and he said that I get to have some autonomous uh, autonomation. And uh, well, he said to come here, ask you if I could sleep here, and then also do press digitation so that you give me a job. So, Eloise, before you respond, I just want to point something out. Uh, you would know that Jeffy's sire, Oswald Bakersfield, is the harpy of the Cambrilla court. Essentially, that means he wields a, a lot of social influence over the court. Okay. He kind of keeps track of who's who. Uh, he can kind of make someone's reputation or he could ruin someone's reputation. Okay. So, Eloise is doing the, like, 
social calculus of like, okay, so this could not only help me with my, um, you know, needing help, needing a hand, but also could be someone who could help with status. But at the same time, this kid is like awkward and annoying. All right, Jeffy. Well, let's let's slow down here. Um, do you have uh, a resume? Any prior experience? Well, that were. I mean, we're not supposed to put anything on paper, but there was this one person that I had to like uh, sneak up on them, and then I put a knife in their neck, and then Shh. I- keep your voice down now, dear. Wait, I thought I thought we could talk about you know stuff. Yes, but keep your voice down. Oh. Oh, well, man. So, okay, nobody told me that I needed to bring a, a resume. And, uh, uh, well, I don't, I don't have one. I haven't had a job since, you know, I, I, I died. Yeah. Yes. Well, Jeffy, um, maybe instead of a resume, maybe you could tell me a little bit about your skills. Things that things that you're good at. Well, uh, I'm real good at I spy, and uh, I'm pretty good at driving. Uh, Will, uh, I don't know. Um, oh, I, I can make myself invisible. Uh, I also, uh, 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 you know, I can make people forget things. Uh, and uh, well, um, you know, <laughs> I got real great people skills. <laughs> Yes, well, um, there's some some qualities in there that that we can use, and you know this this might be a good learning experience for both of us. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, so <clears throat> sorry, uh, Miss uh, uh, Alois uh, Eloise, Miss Eloise, I'll remember it. Don't you worry. Um, I, I'm a little confused because I, I was told, you know, that that we had a prestidigitation to do and that I could sleep here and that you had like a thing for me. I, I'm used to just like let being let out of my box to do things. You're being kept in a box? Well, yeah, right. It's like, you know, you're in the box until you're a good boy. Well, Jeffy, let me tell you a little bit about how I how I see this could work. So, what I need is someone who can show up on time and do the tasks assigned to them. Hold on, hold on. Do you, do you have a piece of paper? Can I can I borrow a piece of paper? Eloise, that's like the first thing that he says that Eloise is like appreciates and she she's thinking more that like okay this is someone i can mold and she like pulls out um goes to a desk or whatever and and finds a pad of paper and and gives it to him um it's very important that you'll show up on time um that you complete the tasks assigned to you in every shift um you can be responsible for, I don't know, um, running the bar. And I could tell you, you know, all of the things that 
that you'll have to do to do that. Um, of course, customer service is important. And, you know, you and I can speak freely to each other, Jeffy, but you have to be very careful in what you say to and in front of um, our guests. Does that make sense? Did you get all of that? Manage the bar. Be careful. Oh, oh, be careful. Oh, yeah, no, don't worry. Don't you worry. I know all about the masky. It's the mask, Jeffy. No, no, that's not enough. Uh, that's the it's the masky. It's the masky aid, right? Like Kool Aid. Well, Jeffy, it, it's the mask, and we have to learn. Um, you'll have to learn to listen to me and trust me on these things. Taking orders is of the utmost importance at the Hotel Bella Muerte. Taking orders at the Bella Muerte. All right, all right, um, the mask. Okay, I got it, I got it. Oh, oh it's like that Jim Carrey movie. <laughs> I love that one. Uh, all right, um, well, I, need, I ain't never run a bar before, but, like, I've been to plenty of them. I bet, I bet I'll be real good at it, Miss mm-hmm. uh, Eloise. So, so, so the prestidigitation is I run the bar, and then I can sleep here? Essentially, Jeffy, yes. You will be an employee, um, as it were, and... In return, you'll be able to have a room, but also, you know, we'll be able to be a bit more than that, if you if you know what I mean. And not not in that way, not in that way, but you know, um, we can continue to do each other favors and help each other out. And if it's a mutually agreeable situation, then. You know, we can maybe be a coterie together. I know that one. Uh, you want to be a coterie with me? Well, Jeffy, you can you can consider this your uh, probation period, and we'll see how it goes. And in ninety days, we can set ourselves up a meeting and and talk about uh, what's working and what's not working. Uh, Jeffy stands back up and like, like stiffly holds his hand out to you for a handshake. Well, I think Miss Eloise, I think you got yourself a deal. Consider ourselves (laughs) coteried. And Eloise is going to shake his hand and and say, well, the next time you come in, um, I expect to see a button up shirt tucked in. Uh, Um... Ah, oh, man. Well, I don't own things. So, Will, uh, I, got, I got all this. Well, consider this your first task. Figure this one out, Jeffy. Oh, hell. All right. Uh, uh, don't you worry there, uh, Miss Eloise. I'm going <laughs> to go get myself some a, a button-up shirt. That's what you said? All right, I'm going to go get myself one of them button-up shirts. I'll be right back. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I'll be right back. Very well, Jeffy. And as Jeffy leaves, Eloise is like, what did this deacon get me into? (laughs) So, Jeffy, you're intending to go get yourself uh, work clothes. So sort of because uh, we didn't 
talk about what Jeffy was wearing, but I pictured him in like a <clears throat> dirty white t-shirt and like, you know, just like whatever fucking gym clothes could get thrown at him to do stuff for the Camarilla. And I think the only, the only qualifier that was given was a button down shirt. And Jeffy always wears button down shirts just with open with a wife beater underneath. <laughs> I feel like this is, it, is where he is goes. This is like a dies. Hawaiian shirt. It's uh-huh. going to be a Hawaiian shirt. Uh-huh. Well, not always a Hawaiian shirt, but like sometimes it's plaid sometimes, but it's always an oversized now, short sleeve button up on top of a wife beater with his cargo shorts see, and his golf shoes. I am. I am literally now just picturing Jeffy as, um, Leonardo DiCaprio in Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> you would be correct. That's, that's just what I'm seeing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But uh no, I'm like Jeffy takes the money that Eloise gives him and Did Eloise give him money? Well, she better have cuz I don't think Jeffy would be allowed to have his own money at this point. <laughs> yeah, Jeffy definitely shoplifted the sh- the snuggie. <laughs> But yeah, he definitely did. He was like, oh, fuck it. I, I, they're not going to get me. And he just went and he left. That's what Eloise was saying was like, you're a vampire. Like, figure out how to acquire a button up shirt. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> All right. Well, then uh, Jeffy would go back to the Walmart um, All right, for the second time this evening. Yeah. And it's convenient. It's open 24 hours. And it's right I mean, here. it is it is Christmas Eve. I guess they they probably would be closing at some point, probably around midnight or something. Because I think even Walmart's are closed on Christmas Day. Even better. So there's like not that many people around. Just you know, mm-hmm. park conveniently without having to wait right in the yeah. right in the store. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he's gonna go get some cargo shorts. He's going to get a bunch of Hanes undershirts. Um, he's going to go to the men's section and grab, oh, that's a cool pattern. Oh, that's a good one, too. Oh, a bunch of, you know, sleeveless button-up shirts because, well, Miss Eloise said it was, but, uh, Eloise said it was button-up shirt. Um, yeah, all right, that works. Uh, cool, 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 cool. Uh, yeah, we're all good. Um, and then as he's leaving, he sees in the shoe section just, like, the most glorious pair of shoes he's ever seen. They're, <laughs> they're green, but they're not just green. It's like they're made out of putting greens. And he's like, oh boy, those are classy. Oh, those are some work shoes if I ever saw them. <laughs> yeah, let's get those. Business style. And then... <laughs> and then he just starts so to walk out of the store because he doesn't have any yes, money. As you're, uh, as you're gathering up your things, Jeffy... You first realize that um, you're being observed. You kind of get that feeling that you're being watched as you're perusing the cargo shorts. Uh, and you see kind of standing in like the middle of the the, the kind of central walkway, um, a Walmart employee. Faceless. You can't see their name tag, actually. So they're essentially anonymous to you but you feel their eyes burning into you. They're watching you. You try to shake it off. You move over to the the button-down shirts, perusing those, and you get that same sensation again. Look over your shoulder, and you're not sure if it's the same employee or a different one, but they are watching you. 
And even that that sweet, sweet moment of finding those glorious shoes is tainted as you turn the corner and see a Walmart employee almost as if they were waiting for you. I think that is where he like gets to threshold and he just starts like running to the exit. So as you as you sprint for the exit, you hear voices shouting after you. Hey, stop him, thief! Voices coming from all around. They they seem to almost be uh, indistinguishable. The faces swirl around you. There weren't that many, but now it seems like there are dozens, maybe even hundreds of people in this Walmart. Uh, just a sea of of anonymous faces. But you break through to the exit. No one makes any physical contact. You head out into the parking lot. And as you were running back to your El Camino, you see flashing police lights, a squad car sitting in the, the front of the parking lot has taken notice of you and your mad sport. And the car with lights on, but not the siren going, just, just lights flashing, uh, bears down on you. What would you like to do, Jeffy? If I run, will the police chase me away from their car? Or will they chase you... me in the car? Uh, I guess that depends on where you run. Because I'm picturing, like, Jeffy kind of, like, waiting until they get out of the car and doing... Okay, how much have you watched Reno 911? All of it. <laughs> okay, so you know when like they're walking out of the car and then the person bolts and then they run after and it's like, oh God, oh God. Like I'm picturing one of those where Jeffy just kind of like walks casually. They're obviously <clears throat> trying to get his attention. They stop the car. He like stops. They get out to come approach him and then he bolts for his car. Because what <laughs> I'd like to do is draw them away from their car and just go, come on guys, just forget that you saw me. And then drive away. <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, you have to make eye contact to use your dominate power. So you have to be like relatively close and you would have to do that like to each of them in turn. Right. So I, I kind of want them to chase me to my car. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And then like get oh, hands yeah, yeah, on me you. and turn yeah, me yeah. around so I can be like, come on, guys. Can't you forget that you saw me? Can't you forget? Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, but mm -hmm. away from their cop car. Because I'm not right, that yeah. dumb. <laughs> so as uh, as they are pulling up on you, uh, you stop as if you were going to turn yourself in. And you hear the click, click of both doors opening. You hear the shouted commands to show your hands, drop your the merchandise. And that's when you bolt. Mm -hmm. So as you uh, <clears throat> as you run. Um, I need you to make a dexterity in athletics because one of them is going to try to to take you. I feel like Jeffy would rouse the blood because he's fed and he really yeah. doesn't want to screw this one up on his first night. Mm -hmm. And I don't get hungrier. So. And you don't get hungrier, so add plus two to the roll. Mm, I'll use a willpower to be sure. Four successes. <laughs> Four successes. All right, so that is enough to deftly sprint past and out of the range of the cop's taser as he fires after you. 
Uh, you hear the beat of their shoes on the concrete as they are weaving through cars trying to catch up with you. And as you get to your El Camino, you feel one of the officers grab you roughly and spin you around. And for a brief moment, you are eye to eye. And he just says, hey, man, can't you just forget about it? Immediately, his hands release from you and he takes a step back, as dazed, confused. Uh, his partner is right in that second in your face, pushing you up against your car. And you again have that brief moment of eye to eye. Forget this whole thing, buddy. And he, he too just immediately releases you, backs off. And both of the, the cops are standing there kind of confused looking. In a daze. Door open, throw the merchandise in the passenger seat, start the engine. If it turns over. And then go. <laughs> I think you got to make a, a drive check. Hey. Do, uh, let's do wits and drive. Critical success. Ooh. Yeah. Two, four, six, seven successes. So in a an incredibly fortuitous moment for Jeffy. It starts to not turn over and he just like bumps the dash and guns the gas at the like right perfect time because he knows the car and it turns over. Yeah. And it turns over immediately and you are able to make a smooth exit from the Walmart. And hopefully all the cops remember is seeing a El Camino that they didn't quite get the guy fucking Mm -hmm. bail. If they even remember the El Camino, you know. (laughs) like they're probably not going to remember any of that so i never remember what the actual like amount of time is it's like a five minute window but it also gives you a brief window of not forming new memories that are attached to you cool what a useful tool i wish i had that in real life (laughs) it's pretty good so while jeffy was successful in his mission Go back and close out our evening at the Bell. So Eloise, you sent your new minion off. Probably feeling kind of somewhat pleased with yourself. Um, she's somewhat pleased, but also somewhat like, you know, the the kid has potential, and he he certainly has respect for authority, and that's something that is useful. But he's rough around the edges, and he's going to need a lot of like hands-on coaching. So she's kind of, yeah, like wrapping her head around what that means for her, like day to day routine. So as you were quietly contemplating, are you at the front desk or are you in your office? Um, I feel like at this point she's back in her office. It's probably pretty late and there's not typically guests coming in and out at that point. <laughs> so as you are sitting there contemplating what this new turn of events means for you, there is a knock at your office door. Who, who is it? The door opens and your stepsire, I suppose you might say, uh, Beatrice B., enters 
she's carrying with her a small box uh, wrapped in festive wrapping paper with a ribbon on it. Good evening, Eloise, and Merry Christmas. I thought I might find you here alone tonight. I brought you a little something. And she sets the gift down on your desk. For me? Why, why Beatrice, that's too kind, and I, I'm afraid I don't have anything prepared for you. She waves her hand. Oh, I don't expect it. Uh, this time of year was always very special to me in my mortal days. I like to commemorate it in small ways, even now. Well, that's... That's very kind of you. Um, and Eloise goes to to unwrap um, the gift. Uh, she probably starts to unwrap it and then says, "Oh, where are my matters? Please sit down. Can I? Can you? Get, can I get you anything?" Oh, oh, no, I'm fine. She does have a seat across from me. Okay, so Eloise. Perhaps just uh, oh, a ahead. bit of company tonight. Well, of course, and, you know, I think I have been holding on to something for special occasions. And Eloise um, probably has a bottle of blood wine in one of her um, drawers that she always has on deck in case a, a special guest comes. Mm -hmm. um, oh, yes. But it's probably, like, super dusty and, like, hasn't been used. <laughs> <laughs> and she pulls out the like she probably has some nice crystal glasses and she pulls that out and says well you know for special occasions and pours them each a glass and then continues to unwrap the gift <laughs> so unwrapping the gift you find a very nice uh, gift box and opening that nestled inside in tissue paper is a bottle of Eloise's favorite perfume. <gasps> what is Eloise's favorite perfume? Just, just so we know. <laughs> uh, I don't know, but it's like old lady stuff something like old lady stuff that probably like to her is very expensive and nice but like isn't really <laughs> your favorite perfume that's that's the more important detail mm -hmm. it's Eloise's favorite perfume yes why that's so thoughtful of you I, I haven't um been able to find this for years yes it is uh, rather hard to come by these nights but uh, I have my ways my own network yes and uh, may I ask um, it seems like a, a lot of folks were going to the the prince's party this evening you decided not to go <laughs> oh no i'm i'm 
Certainly not important enough to have merited an invitation to that little soiree. Yes, well, cheers to that, my friend. <laughs> I am very proud of you, Elo. The lot you were left was terribly unfair. But I really think you've made the most of it. Yes, well, certainly learning. Um, how things are going and, you know, trying to, to build a, establish a, a family here, as it were. You know, I, you know, Deacon stopped by earlier today and recommended that I start to branch out a little bit and it's, uh, it's not easy for me. No, you've always been rather closed off. I understand your coming into this world was tragic. I suppose in a way it is for all of us, but yours was... Your embrace was particularly spiteful, and I understand that left... scars. Yes, well... Like you said, it's... kind of the case for all of us. But we learn to, you know make our way in this cruel dark world and who knows maybe finding others will I don't know be kind of nice not so lonely someone to help you with your burdens yes well that's um, precisely what I'm looking for well, I know you'll find it, Eloise. And she sits back in the chair and takes a sip of the blood wine. Yes, well, how are things going with you these nights? Uh, quite well. I've been keeping in touch with our fellows in the clan. The, the information network that we have is suitable, though I've been talking to Deacon about some upgrades. There is new technology, after all. That's all talk for another night. Yes. Eloise, do you enjoy music? So that sends a chill down Eloise's spine, because she was um a singer, a vocalist, and gave away her career when she unexpectedly had kids. Um, so it's a touchy subject. Um, so she might, like, inadvertently, like, slightly wince. Um, but she'll just kind of say, you know, I, I don't listen to much music these days. Well, I saw a jukebox in your bar down the hall, and there was a little stage and a microphone. I thought it might be fun if we did a little karaoke night. Oh, B, I haven't sung in decades at this point. Well, it'll be fun. Come on, it's just us girls, right? 
Just us girls? I, I couldn't possibly. This place is dead. Who's gonna hear us? You don't have to be embarrassed. I... Certainly going to need to warm up. And then with that, she, like, finishes off the last of the glass that she's been working on. And we'll need more of this. <laughs> so Eloise and B head down the hallway of the Hotel Bella Morte and open the doors to the bar. And they see Jeffy. What is Jeffy? First of all, Jeffy, what are you dressed? How are you attired? And what are you doing? Um, he has a red short sleeve button up uh, with green Christmas trees as a print all over it. Uh, under underneath is just a regular old Hanes wife beater, you know, tank top. Um, he's got a khaki uh, sort of like what a pedal pusher cargo shorts um and his brand new pedal pusher cargo shorts mm-hmm. you know exactly you can picture them you know exactly what i'm talking about <laughs> I well you didn't specify <laughs> <laughs> uh and he's got his you're seeing for the first time you know uh putting green shoes on uh and yeah he's like dragging this fake dusty christmas tree into the corner of the bar uh and he sees, oh, Miss Eloise, I wanted to have this up before you came in. Like, I'm just I'm just making sure everything's good down here. And Eloise kind of takes in everything that is Jeffy right now and, and says, yes, well, I certainly appreciate the initiative, Jeffy. We can keep working on the attire. Thank you. Car- carry on. And, you know. Once you've once you've finished setting that up, then I think uh, my friend B and and I here can can use another drink. All right. Well, uh, yeah, you guys just grab a seat anywhere is fine. Uh, I'll get you a few menus. Uh, let me just uh, and then he plugs in the tree that the lights are pre hung or whatever, and like rushes behind the bar, like starts looking around for menus. Oh, um, I guess there's no menus here. Uh, you can just tell me what you want. Um, I think uh, I think B slams down the uh, the blood wine bottle on the uh, bar and kind of pushes it across to you, Jeffy. Just keep this stuff flowing. Oh, easy as pie, Miss uh, 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 B. Miss B, you got it. Uh, and Miss El- uh, Eloise, you got it, too. Uh, here, you guys want these like fancy crystal glasses up here? And you, they're like not nearly as nice as the ones that you already have. <laughs> these will be fine jeffy dear um and eloise is at the jukebox like picking a song probably like um baby it's cold outside (laughs) yeah you and b are gonna sing that together so we can do a duet Mm -hmm. (laughs) creepy duet (laughs) (laughs) yeah i love it (laughs) And at, and at some point when you guys are singing, like Jeffy kind of like just gives you the space. Like he's like, oh, I guess it's my job. Uh, but you see he's got like a dry rag in a clean 
beer glass and he's just like doing the standard bartender thing like just cleaning the clean beer glass mm. <laughs> yep and I, I think Eloise is uncharacteristically letting go a little bit yeah I think uh, B is very impressed by your singing because it of course excellent uh, and for the first time in years each of you is just having a, a genuine experience. A spark of true human happiness ignites in each of you. If you were a Grinch, your heart would grow three sizes. <laughs> Jeffy, in this moment, as you were watching your new boss and her friend do karaoke on the stage, doing Christmas songs, in the glow of the the artificial Christmas tree, the lights that you plugged in, wiping down a, a glass. There's no one breathing over your shoulder. There's no one subjecting you to cruel experimentation. You feel in this moment free. What thoughts are going through Jeffy's head? Oh man, I hope Mama's okay. Uh, well, you know, this is nice. I, you know, get to make my own way. Oh man, I hope Mama's okay. Uh, oh, oh man, that's a really good song. Round of applause from Jeffy. <laughs> and Eloise, uh, as you survey the empty bar tables, you see that the far across the room Jeffy standing behind the bar kind of attentively watching you happy uh, a smile playing across his face as he wipes down an already clean glass you look over to be by your side keeping up with the music watching the little teleprompter as the lyrics are going what thoughts are going through Eloise's head I think she's Really like, well, maybe being around others and letting people in won't be so bad. And with that, we pan out to see a full view of the bar with the duo of Nosferatu continuing on to their next song, Jeffy attentively watching, pleased to be free from his and we fade to black. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs>